Hello all of you wonderful people out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. And my name is Chuck. And this week we are back continuing our journey with uh, Titans. This week we are talking about episode 4 of the first season titled Doom Patrol. Um, okay. Oh, Go for it. <laughs> did not think that this is how they were going to introduce Cyborg. Cyborg? Is that Cyborg? I think so. I mean, it, it's sure is. I think it's. I, I think it's supposed to be Cyborg. I mean, Cyborg Yeah. Sure. It doesn't look like Cyborg though. I mean, we haven't gotten it. Well, I mean, they, they still have time to introduce another character that would be like that. But I mean, it's a man that was turned into a machine. I I just I just assumed that it was it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um everything that I said in the pe- on the previous three episodes um still stand true. I still like this show and I thought they did a pretty decent job with this episode. However, the one thing that I have what I loved about the first three episodes was they took a lot of time to develop each character that they were kind of introducing except for here they kind of did this dual thing where they were trying to tell two stories at the same time one being dick rachel and uh wow cora cara cara Corey, Corey. Corey. uh dick you know rachel Corey is one story that they're telling and the other story that they're telling in this uh episode is definitely doom patrol they're kind of going back and forth with those two storylines i kind of wish they focused just on doom patrol but given the so end, yeah, but given the ending of this episode, I'm not surprised why they didn't do that because they kind of just leave them where they are and they're done and they're gone. But but still, like the theme of the first three episodes was here are your main characters for this episode. We're gonna sprinkle in a little bit of detail about some other characters here and there, but they're gonna be sparing. But for the most part, here is what we're gonna focus on. Here they do two at the same time. It's a lot. It's 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 a lot. I'm not the biggest fan of that, but. Overall, for what it was, the way that they introduced these new characters, I thought was interesting. If I'm going to be standard corrected and that's not Cyborg, they fooled me. I thought it absolutely was. So So did I at first. I just looked it up. His name is Cliff Steele. Yes. Played by none other than Brendan Fraser. Sure. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Are you serious? 100%. Is Brendan Fraser? IMDb. Is Brendan Fraser. Okay. <laughs> That's certainly an odd choice. Not what I did not see that at all. Neither did I. That's a really weird one. That's a really. Well, it's just a, yeah, it's crazy. Brendan it's weird. Fraser. It's his voice. So it's somebody else actually playing yeah. the character, but Brendan Fraser is the voice. That's nuts. I, that's yeah. nuts. I didn't see that one guy. I didn't know that. Brendan Fraser. Wow. Wow. Didn't he just win an Emmy? Was it an Emmy? Or was it he won something? He he recently Yeah, won, for a whale. Yeah, he won he won an award for whale, which good on him. I mean, congratulations for like a resurgence of his career. Wow. Brendan Fraser's voice is in okay. I didn't see that one coming. Right. And a guy and a guy named Jake Michaels yeah. is the body actor for That's him. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, this doctor who's, who's prevalent in this episodes, I I don't know why they call him chief, but they call him chief. He, uh, 
There is, I don't, okay, this is, I don't understand when they introduce characters like this, why anybody in their right mind would trust him. I don't understand this at all. He even says in this episode, this is an incubation chamber where we do experiments. And it's like, okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna run wild with this one. And I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. (laughs) But everybody else is like, they're all cool with it. Like the people who are living in this house before Rachel and Beast Boy even, Gar, even arrive, like, everybody's cool with what's going on in this place. Everybody's perfectly fine with this. This guy's doing experiments on people, and it's like, yeah, we're, everything is great, guys. Okay. That one, that yep. that kind of baffles me uh, a little bit. And I like that a lot less uh, wany in this episode, so to speak. That was oh, toned down time. a ton, which I'm all for. I am absolutely all for, but this the introduction of these characters in this Doom Patrol. I'm almost I'm almost sad that they're just kind of left in the mansion because I kind of I thought it would have been cool to have like the old school 1950s 60s style actress turn into a big glob of whatever out on the streets and fight crime. I think that would have been <laughs> really what fun. What is she? I have no idea. She reminded me like of when um, you're introduced and she's breathing on the bed and yeah, you're like, what is this? Huh? What is that? It reminded me of the politician from the first X-Men movie that basically turned into a big puddle of water. Like, that's, a, yes. that's the only thing I thought when I was looking at this character. I was like, wow, this is okay. We're we're taking things yeah. in this direction. Um, All in all, great episode. And I love, love, love the ending. The ending of this. Oh, it's fantastic. The ending of this is fantastic. We'll get there. I'm not going to blow my wad now on it. But the ending of this, the ending of this episode is phenomenal. Um, Closes up a scene from last episode. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is actually the these last three episodes were like done like Bing Bing Boom like simul like they don't miss a beat no. one to the other they all connect not at all not at all really smooth yeah very smooth what are your so, um what are your opening thoughts on the episode I so. I agree with you on the that they jump between the characters. They they do it, but it is still more heavy hitting on the Doom Patrol. They are still following um, Grayson and Corey for a little bit because they have to show up at the house somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do appreciate that, but it is more heavier on the Doom Patrol side, following the two of them, you know, in the woods. I think there's a funny scene when they're back in the woods together and he turns back into, you know, Gar, whatever his name is. Right. And he always has his backpack with them and you see him blurred out in the background and he's like quickly putting clothes on. Yeah. And he's like, don't don't look, don't look. Um, I love that they, they, they pay attention to the small detail like that. I think that's cool. Um, this is probably so far. I think because of the ending, this is one of my favorite episodes so far. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I think because you're seeing more of all of them. Yes. You're seeing more of, especially Rachel and yeah. Raven. Yes. Like, heavy hitter on that. Um, I, I, I take that back. I think they're all, they all hold the, they're all doing really, really well. They're all just in different ways. This one just seemed to have more like of a lot of craziness in it. 
And I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really, really cool. All the craziness. The Invisible Man, who's not the Invisible Man, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. You know, he did great. That's your comic humor in the middle of it all. I guess so. <laughs> Are you invisible underneath, those, underneath all that? No. <laughs> it- I love that's where her mind went to the first time, though, because it makes sense. That's what every Invisible Man yes. does. They put clothes on and they cover their face. You can at least see the. You can see the 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 um, silhouette of who they are, but you can't see them. Is it weird but that I kind of want to see what he looks like without the bandages? I want to, I'm too. really curious. I know it's probably going to be gruesome because of how we, we learn about how he gets, like, you know, <laughs> charred up or burnt up so, or whatever love, happened to him, but I'm really curious, what, like, what exactly this mad scientist did to... Was it to do, to do what he did? To make him where he is? I, I want to see. I, I want to see. I want, I want answers. I want answers right. to this, yeah. When we're introduced to him, though, we'll get there. But was it is it Ace of Base at the that he or is it ACDC? It's ACDC. Ace of Base. It's ACDC. It's ACDC, right? It's ACDC. And he's just and he's jamming out to ACDC like he's playing drums with the with the spatulas. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Full I warning. Loved it. Full warning. I loved it. Full warning. Uh, Lee will potentially have a field day with you if he hears that you compared Ace of Base to ACDC. I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing. Fair them. warning. Just, <laughs> that's fine. I'm not comparing. I'm just. I just. I'm not a music person, so to even okay, know some fine, of these names fine. is, you know, fine. But I do know that song, and I was like, I'm forgetting who it was because it's what 30 years old. Uh Thunderstruck, 1990. Almost yeah. okay, so twenty something years old, thirty years old, yeah, more than more than thirty, thirty three years 33 old, thirty three years old. That's a thirty three year old and song. They put it into this middle of this episode, and it was perfect. It was fantastic. It was perfect. It was fantastic. I loved it. I, I loved it. I Ugh. yeah, this episode, this episode through and through was really really cool. I'm really curious. See now that now that. I mean, if he's credited as Cliff, whatever, I'm really interested what they would do with a cyborg character on the show because I can't imagine them building a show of Titans without introducing cyborg. That oh, they got it. They, that seems a little odd to me. Like it, it's he's 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 one of the staple characters of that storyline or of that franchise, anyways. So when I when I saw him, I was like, oh. That's really interesting, but then again, it was really weird that he was all machine and not even the slightest bit human anymore, which really, like, how how is that working? Except for his brain, right. Sure. Except except for his brain. Okay. Exactly. And that's why I was like, I think that there is more to this than we expect. <clears throat> um, and... Wait a minute. No, no, no. I did not just see that. Okay. I just did not see that. Oh my see, gosh. You shouldn't that be almost... looking. You shouldn't be looking, I'm... man. You shouldn't. I, I can't. Uh, that's going to bump. I can't help it. I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a pretty good feeling okay. of what you saw, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. But yeah. We'll get there in a few episodes. Don't worry. But yeah. You No, no. This is a few seasons. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I shouldn't have opened my I just mouth I was trying to see him. I was trying to see more I was trying to see more like to see if they actually bring in him 
And I was trying to go to all the seasons for this ep- for this ep- all the episodes for this season. Yep. And it put me on season four, and I started reading. I was like, uh, no. yeah. I don't you know. You don't even want that. I don't. I probably don't want to know. Don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, okay. I only know Let's about in- one big thing that I'm like completely avoiding, but only because I'm so far. That's why I kind of stopped watching. Because a thing happens, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I gotta wait until Chuck catches up because this is something that we, the two of us, should experience together. But yeah, great, perfect. Anyways, so we both love the episode. Let's move on. Let's get into this. Yes, I love the way the episode opens. Let me just start there. Now, there's a thing going on, and I love and hate that they don't explicitly tell us right off the bat. There's a triage center, chaos is going on, hazmat suits, something happened, and the the, the team, the, the hazmat people, they run for their lives, and in walks one lone guy to help out this kid who got scales for, for, for some yep. reason, and gives him a shot of this really weird serum that we've been seeing a whole lot of, and then roll credits and we're into the episode. I don't know when this happened. I don't know what time we're in. It doesn't like show up on the screen three, four years earlier or whatever. Right. That's weird. Yep. How old is Beast Boy? (laughs) It's really weird. Like, are we talking early 2000s Iraq war and he just hasn't aged all that much? Are we talking Vietnam and he just, and he's just, you know, not aging at all. Like, what exactly happened? I wish I could. Okay, tell you. you have no idea. Wow, I'm just, I'm. That's that's the one thing that's got me curious. But yeah, we see one lone guy walking, gives him a shot, and we're off. And the just the visual of the scales on his arm and then the way that he screams in pain, the whole thing. Like, I, I want to know more. I want to know what happened. What kind of accident was this? What time frame are we in? How did this doctor know, like, where to go, what to do, who to give the shot to? Like, what? There's there's a lot of questions here, and we don't get a whole lot of answers. <laughs> okay. It's really... I don't think we're... I don't think we're going to only because it was just trying to show us where Beast Boy came from. Yes. Yes. I don't think we'll ever go back to it. Yes. We'll never see it again. I don't think we will either. I think this is a one and done, but I would like, I I hope, I hope Gar gets at least his own like episode to explain things. Like give, give me a little, give, give me a little bit more than what you're giving me here. I just, I want, I want a little bit more of that, please. Thank you. Um, I think we. I think now that he at the end of this he joins the team. I think we'll probably get more of that. I hope so. I for one hope because so. we, because they've been doing it with every other character. Yes, that's part of Titans. So he's part of Titans. So they're gonna give him a backstory more than just this. It's just a matter of when, when where, and how. Yeah, agreed. Um, we get right into the episode, and again, in the fashion of the show, it picks up right where the last episode ended off with Rachel running through the woods. And Beast Boy is right there waiting for her with with, you know, he 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 morphs away from the tiger. That's for whatever reason. Green. He morphs. He is very naked. He gets dressed and they are together now. And like you said in the last episode, when they met in the arcade, 
they have almost an instant connection and yeah. them meeting here just even even furthers that and away oh away they go they're 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 running they're off into the woods we cut over to dick and Corey, who are actively looking for her they are in the parking lot where this explosion happened again only a small section of this building is damaged Everybody is fine. We got the nun, the head nun that drugged <laughs> Raven. She's acting frantic. Oh my God. God forgive us. What have we done? She can't say anything except for that. And they put her in the back of an ambulance and take her away. So we can't ask her any questions. Right now. Exactly. It's okay. Great. I figure that you figure like... Dick Grayson is playing a detective. You would figure he would just pull out his badge and be like, hey, I got to ask her a couple of questions. He had no problem pulling the footage off of the gas station. Later on in this episode, we find out he has no problems going into a police station out of his district, out of his jurisdiction, and he's just here, take whatever you want. We're going to tell you this and that and the other. No problems there. But here, the woman who has answers is being whisked away to, okay. Yep. Okay. Or going into some dude's house as a cop. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. That's a whole thing that happens. So Beast yep. Boy and Raven, they're in a cabin somewhere. They're warming up. Beast Boy lights a fire. And uh, we hear some men outside who are hunting, and they shoot a deer. They come across this. They scare these two men away. One of these idiots trips and shoots himself in the arm with his <laughs> No, 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 he fell to the ground and his rifle fired and hit him in the arm. No, the beast boy came up behind him, growled him as a tiger. They both fall over. <laughs> friend number one shoots friend number okay, two. Fine, in yeah. the arm. Okay, there you go. From point blank. Here's the thing. It's a hunting rifle. Okay. He was the the barrel to the to the gun was like less than a foot from this guy's arm. It would have blown his arm off. Yes, it would have. <laughs> Absolutely. Off. O-F-F. Absolutely. Off. off. Not not ow. <laughs> and then they get up and walk away. He would have no arm left. <laughs> it would be gone. And <laughs> and and done. And Dick Cheney was a really good quail hunter. <laughs> right. I had to. I'm sorry. That's that's what it's I thought no, about when I saw this. I was like, oh, my God. Really? Really? Hunting trip perfect. and he accidentally gets shot? Give me a break. Anyways. So they, they scare these two off. One of them walks away wounded with a, a, a simple shoulder wound because a bullet hit him in the arm. He's going to be just fine. Don't worry about it. They kneel down next to this deer, and Raven is trying to comfort it, and she's really sorry. She's really emotional about the whole thing. There's nothing much that they can do. The two of them walk off, and we stay with the deer, the dead deer. Its wound closes up, and it blinks. Cutscene. Yep. So Raven can heal people. Sure. I, I buy never it. Knew I'll take it. Oh, so do I. I just never knew that. And neither did I. They never even hinted at it. They never... I wonder what would have happened if she, like, stayed with her mother. Like, 
would we see the bullet just come out and she gets up and she's oh, okay i'm fine now like what is that like a thing that could have potentially happened we don't know well the bullet in her mother wasn't in her mother it went all the way through okay fine it went all the way through i'm just saying like if she has the power to heal to what extent i don't think what she extent. knows she, she has, has no idea power, she has no idea none zero she has no idea i oh i buy it i'm absolutely and i'm really curious to know what exactly she's going to do when she finds out that she's has this ability like they did this for a reason and my nagging suspicion is one of these characters of this titans ensemble one of these characters in this season is going to be shot dead and raven is going to bring them back to life that's what I see, which I really appreciate a scene like this to show that Raven has this ability, because if they never showed this and we just cut to, I don't know, somebody's shot and they're dead and then all of a sudden they get revived, I'd have a kind of a problem with that. Like, it's it's, it's, it's a power that should have been established before. Here it actually was. They established it. She's that, able to do this, and it's awesome. I think this is how um, Dawn will probably get healed sooner or later. Ooh. Full recovery. Ooh. That's interesting. I think. That could happen. I don't know. Just a theory. <clears throat> huh. I like it. But I like that better than, okay, we have a character who can do this. Better than no more resurrections this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, resurrections. More of them. We have to bring you back because you're getting your own show, so. Because that makes sense. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they get to a mansion, an incredibly large mansion, and they have to go down into the basement that looks super sketchy at first. Just a so, bulkhead <laughs> with a stairway going down, and that's all Raven and sees. He, now, here's a, what I saw when I watched this is when I bring someone to my house or I'm showing them my home, I don't stop at the door and say, look, like he stops Let's her look. Let's her scope it out. A little sketchy. And he's like, "Come follow me." Then he comes down the stairs. Turn the, like he opens the door. Let's her like stand there and ominously look around again. Really? Like no, you would just enter into the house yeah. and turn the lights on. Yeah. Something is something. I mean, we figure out what it is, but he's like trying to avoid something. Yeah, it's it's super sketchy. Just a little bit. It's super sketchy. We get down into his basement that he calls Nirvana. He actually says, I call this Nirvana. And then he turns the lights on. And, oh, boy, there's arcades. There's pinball machines. There's video games set up. There's action figures that are really vintage. He got two or three different refrigerators filled with filled with soda. Like, your typical teenage dream. And he really enjoys, like, vinyl and, like, vintage things. He's, this kid is just a collector. Now, he stole everything, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like we we saw him we saw him as a tiger stealing the video game from the department store and now we're here and he's got this massive setup and all I thought was he stole everything in this room. There's no way, including the stretch Armstrong. And yes, that he's that he doesn't want her to stretch because she picks it up and starts playing with it and he's like, no, that's vintage. <laughs> like really, okay, buddy. I haven't seen one of those in for. I used to have one, but I haven't seen so one did of those. I, I had one when I was a kid. I don't have it anymore. I think. Um, oh no. I think I, I was actually successful in tearing one of the arms off. So. That's impressive. 
No, it's not. I had a tree to help me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I, ra- I wrapped it around a tree and just started pulling, and one of its arms came off, and I was like, oh, so they can oh. break. I was so mad. I think, no, because, I, yeah, I was trying to prove to a friend, like, it's indestructible. You can't break it. Watch. And I wrapped it around a tree and just started to pull. That was fun. That was a fun time. Anyways, now, in my notes, I have Cyborg shows up. But if it's not Cyborg, I stand corrected. Cliff. I'll just call him Cliff. Machine Man. He comes down looking for Gar, and Raven has to hide in the closet, and... Blah, blah, blah. They have a lot of back and forth. You can tell that they're friends. You can tell that they're close. And it just, it, 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 it establishes that relationship, which I really enjoy. And he's like, dinner's going to be ready in an hour. And he leaves. And then, like, he doesn't, Gar doesn't even, like, make sure that the coast is clear and everything. He's just like, all right, you ready to play? And goes to hand her a video game controller. And there's Cliff right there. And he grabs them both and brings them. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's so, hilarious. <laughs> doing a little research here. Have you ever seen the TV, the movie Big Hero Six? No. Oh, really? No. It's a, it's a Disney. I think it's Disney. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. Is it Disney? I'm I mean, pretty sure it's Disney. Probably. If not Disney, then Pixar. I'm guessing. I don't know. It's not Pixar. I'm pretty sure it's Disney. Okay. It's about this kid who's wicked smart. His name is Hero. His okay. And he, his brother, is this super smart guy. And they do, like, he wants to do like robot fighting, and he cre he creates all these microbots and does all these things. And then his group of friends become superheroes. It's a pretty big, and it's actually a really well done animated movie. Okay. Um, but the kid who plays. Beast Boy plays the main character Hero as he's the voice actor for him. Um, but yeah, Disney's Big Hero 6. It's a fantastic. It's one of my favorite. It's really, really good. Okay. They did a really good job with it. Cool. Um, but let me see here. He Anything else that we know him in? Da, 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 da. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. That's it. Okay. That's it. So he's, yeah, he's just a young kid who has done a lot of, I mean, he's, let's see here. He was born in 1995. Where did we go wrong? Like, I think we asked this two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. When we were, when we were talking about like how, however old this, um, this actress Tegan, is that her name? Tegan Croft. Like we were going through the whole thing. It's like, where did we go wrong? What did I do wrong (laughs) in life? You know what? We're, like, we're making up for it now. We're going to be big. We're going to be big. This podcast is going to blow up. And we're going to be rich. <laughs> That's the goal. I really hope so. That's the goal right now. I, we, just need, we just need one big person to like listen and be like, yes. I love this. We need one big person to endorse us. That's all we need, and it's off to the races. It's off to the races. I'll never punch in another job for the rest of my life. I'll sit here. Um, all... I think if you if they, if people want to pay me to watch movies absolutely. and critique them, absolutely all day, all day, you know, it, and it wouldn't be a big thing for me because I basically live on the internet. So, anyways, so Cliff uh, he starts mentioning the chief, and this girl gotta be gone before the chief gets home. So they're really bigging this uh, character up. Which is fine. But while Cliff 
and Gar are going back and forth about what to do about this Raven situation, she sneaks off. And we get the cut, and Thunderstruck by ACDC creeps in, and there's this guy wrapped in bandages with clothes on, banging on the pots and pans, singing Thunderstruck into his into a wooden spoon, just having the time of his life, cracking eggs, frying steaks. He got a stack of waffles in front of him for whatever ever reason. Like, he's just as happy as he possibly can be in this kitchen. I love this. This, I love the introduction to this character. It was awesome. It was fantastic. It was it's so fantastic. Cool. Yes, absolutely. This, the music was on point. The song choice was perfect. Yes. Everything about this was fantastic. And I was like, this guy is like, he's closing waffle irons yes. as he's cooking waffles, like to the beat of Thunderstruck. Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. It's yes. It's perfect. Yes. So it's, I'm a, I'm a big music guy and I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm a decent ACDC fan. Lee's a much bigger ACDC fan than I am. There is another song by ACDC that would fit perfectly with this show. The song is called Inject the Venom. And just the motif of all this the, the, these, this this drug or whatever that everybody's doing on this show. Like, Inject the Venom would fit so well, like, somewhere in here. It is, it's awesome. Anyways, so, we're listening to Thunderstruck, and she's in this room... He's cooking eggs, he's cooking steaks, he's cooking waffles. The whole, like, he's making a whole spread for their dinner that's going to be, you know, served in an hour. Anyways, everybody's all together now, and of course, Cliff wants her out. He wants her gone, but the other two, Gar and I think his name, what's his name, Larry? They Larry. Both, yeah, they both vote, and of course, they vote that she can stay for dinner, and so it is. It's it the whole introduction is amazing. It's perfect. It's perfect. How does Larry eat? I have no idea. We didn't see him eat. We did not see him take a bite. When when we get to it, we did not see him take a bite. Nope. Nope. Not at all. We saw Rita take a bite. Oh yeah. We'll get to Rita. Ooh. We'll get to Rita. Wow. I excuse me. I'm sure. really curious. I'm really curious what he looks like under these bandages. I want to know. I know that might sound grim. I don't care. I'm I'm so curious. Is he was there like a skin graft, like an operation that just went horribly wrong and he's disfigured? Is he charred up? Is he just bone? Maybe he is invisible, who knows. I'm just I'm really I'm I want to know. I want to know what happened. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Dick drops by a police station. Again, a police station that is not in his district. He is completely out of his element. He might as well not even be a cop in this town or city wherever they are. He There's not. He 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 talks to one of them and this cop basically just gives him all the information he needs. We got a story about the girl that you're looking for. She was in the woods with a green tiger and the guy that, you know, he got shot and but he was drunk. Oh, and by the way, yeah, sure. Here's his address. Go talk to him. Great. No back check. Nothing. No, are you really a cop? Nothing. No, no, nothing. Let me call your lieutenant and make sure you're on the up and up guy. Like that should be like number one. I gotta make a phone call to make sure you are who you say you are. None of that. Just oh, you want to know all this? Sure. Blah 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 blah. Here's the address. Be on your way, sir. Have a good day, officer. Like I oh, okay, yeah. 
Sure. Sure. Yep. Yep. <sighs> we see Gar going upstairs, and he is speaking through a door, asking Rita if she's feeling well enough to join them for dinner. He picks up her dishes and takes them back downstairs, and we go inside of Rita's bedroom, and immediately you know that she's probably incredibly old, old-fashioned, from 60s, 40s, 50s, 60s era, and she's watching a movie or a television show of herself in black and white, real old-timey, and then we see Rita on the bed that is a massive blob. Is she watching it, you think, or is it just on? Cause I, I don't know. This blob is... It's a blob. Real weird. It's real it's weird. It's just a blob. It is just a blob. I don't know how to explain it. It is just... A blob. It's just a blob on the bed breathing. And I, I, I'm okay with the blob, but just the fact that the blob was breathing was what was so, like, ugh. Like, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it looked, um, it looked real odd. Dinner is served. And there is a massive spread on the table. I love, I love all the food. I think I even saw like one, like one dish that was just like loaded up with a bunch of lobster on it. I I mean, I would eat at this house. Sure. I will definitely come to dinner. Cliff is real funny about this. He can't eat. So he just like lives vicariously through (laughs) Rachel who's sitting at the table eating. He's like, how's the waffles? crispy on the outside and that little gooey on the inside all right now now try the chicken like he's so into it i love it i love it i love it so max original they actually do a spin-off doom patrol four seasons off of these characters wow yeah wow okay wow that's interesting that's interesting Hmm. And it looks equally as dark and as entertaining as this. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with dark and entertaining all day, every day. Thank you very much. So he asks, how's it? If I were to watch this, I would watch it for the fun. I wouldn't want to go. Yeah, definitely. We're already doing this. We don't need to, we don't need to add anything else to our plate right now. Um, Right. He asks how the chicken is. He says, I used to love fried chicken and I used to love dancing. And then Raven's Raven offers to dance with them, and then Raven is sitting, and she starts doing the robot, which I thought was really cute, because even even this this robot Cliff just kind of looks at her doing the robot, and then he she's like he she can stay. It's oh yeah okay fine I like this girl she can stay, which is great. It was a super cute moment. I yeah. I liked it. I liked that a lot. I really liked it. And then Rita revives for dinner. She's gorgeous at first and again her attitude her presentation real old timey she has been alive for a lot a lot a lot a lot of years which really makes me question just what what is exactly happening with these characters i i want to know more she puts her plate together and it consists of a very large slab of ribeye that she puts two or three spoonfuls of spaghetti already marinated on top of the ribeye giant spoonfuls giant spoonfuls giant spoonfuls this this plate is already piled then she grabs a few waffles tops it off with some onion rings she's given a burger on the side and then smothers everything in gravy 
an entire <laughs> boat of gravy. An entire boat of gravy. It's disgusting. It's gross. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> I noped out real hard at this point. When I was I'm, like, no. Nope. When I'm eating, when I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner, I do that. I smother my food in gravy when I'm eating Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, but the majority of Thanksgiving food is meant to be meant smothered, to be in, gravy. smothered in gravy. Not pasta and marinara sauce. Not pasta and with, marinara or sauce. Or onion rings. And onion rings. And certainly not on top of a ribeye. That just sounds yeah. disgusting. That's gross. <laughs> that sounds so. Oh my god! So she takes. Imagine going to like a. Imagine going to like, go into like a, a like a, Longhorn Steakhouse or, you know, any of those places and being like, so do you want the A one sauce with that steak? No, I'll take some gravy though. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's beef or turkey. Why the turkey? Why? <laughs> why? why? Oh man! As, you, as she's piling it up, I'm noping out the entire. I'm like, nope. I nope. was, I was nope. good. I was, no. I was good with the steak. Like, absolutely, that steak looks delicious. Like, like the a, a really good ribeye, absolutely. Then the pasta, pasta with marinara. Yeah, but that ribeye, you and Ooh. I couldn't eat the entire thing. The ribeye. It was massive. I could eat him. I could. I could. A- ask Lee. I'm a bottomless pit. I'm this a, one was gigantic, I'm, though. I'm a bottomless pit. <laughs> yeah, but then her response is like, she sees Rachel staring at her, and she's like, <laughs> I have a high calorie di- or a high carb diet or something yeah. like that. And it's like, my condition <laughs> requires a high carb diet. Like, I use it. And before that, she's like, I'm famished. And it's like, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I love Rita. I love this character. So she sits down and she takes a massive bite of this pasta that's just dripping with marinara and gravy and just takes a massive bite. And she's like, oh, my God, this is delicious. You've outdone yourself. And everybody's laughing and having a good time about it. And then her face starts to droop like I don't. It's so difficult to explain, like how she was a blob before. Half her face turned into blob, and it just kind of drooped and started sagging. It was disgusting. Yeah. That would kill my appetite. I wouldn't be able to eat after that. Like I'm done. I'm I'm sorry. I I'm wonder. Done. I I wonder if the actual actress who did this scene, her name is April, Bulby, mm-hmm. I think. Um, if she actually ate this pasta, like covered it and what her initial thought like like she probably like ate it and then spit it back out i wonder i don't know man did she stomach this whole thing i have no idea i have no idea i would not be able to do it i would not be able to do it absolutely not Not even a little bit anyways not even like i said her face starts to droop a little bit and then raven reaches out and touches her and she's able to see her past there was an accident. We we see her falling through, you know, some uh, a dock, a a, a dock, and that must have been where it happened. And then we fast forward, and she's basically institutionalized and going crazy inside of a padded room, and that's basically it. And then Raven is able to like ease the situation, and she tells her, "I'm not afraid of you," and that kind of puts Rita at ease. I really enjoy this about Raven. 
I really enjoy this dynamic of her character. I think it's fantastic. She connects on a deeper level. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, things quickly change because the chief, the chief, who was he? Bruno Bashar. Bashar. That's how you. Bashar. I'm going to say Bashar. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. gonna say I'm a, the mad scientist of this show. The mad scientist enters the enters the frame. He's there now, and he doesn't even really care about who the strange girl is. He just he gets something that needs to happen, and you know we we gotta go. Everybody immediately gets up, goes to the lab or the operating room or whatever you want to call this, and there is a girl who is severely burnt and just completely like looks like she must be writhing in pain and she's not that frantic she's kind of out of it it doesn't matter the chief this doctor gets his magic bag out and gives her the same serum i'm assuming that beast boy was given at the beginning of this episode the same serum it must be that Hawk is taking it must be the same serum that the nuclear family. There's something it with the serum. Be. It that's has around. to be. It has to be. There's something with the serum that's going on, and I love. I I love it. He gives her the serum, and then her vitals are going nuts. Cliff is looking at the monitor, going, "What is happening?" And then all of a sudden, the the room temperature begins to plummet, like like this like this woman who was, and we find out. She uh, she was engulfed in liquid nitrogen. Like that was the accident that set. So he's giving he gives her the shot, and then all of a sudden the the temperature of the room plummets. So she's able to control the weather around her now. So she's basically Storm. That's that's what I have written down. She basically turns into Storm if she's able to control the weather like this. I okay yep. fine. I have no problem with that. Whatever. She immediately begins to start freaking out. She must be in a whole lot of pain. She doesn't know what's going on, and that's when Raven enters touches her hand, and calms her down simply by touching her, and everything returns to normal. She cured her. I guess. So, uh, she cured her, but is this like, did she cure her, or did she just calm her down? Well, he says you healed her. Okay. I Okay. So, basically, in this case, she is rogue. This is different from the deer, though. Yeah, she completely resurrected. She, she did a whole resurrection with the deer. deer. Here, she's just—I don't know. She, but yeah. If you want to say she's basically like Rogue, I, I. Well, didn't the cure come from Rogue? No, the cure. No, the cure came not. from Mystique. No, the cure came from the cure comes the from Boyd. The cure come. You're right. The Sentinels come from Mystique. The cure comes from the boy. You're right. You're right. You're right. In the first movie, what were they using? They were using her. Magneto was using her to turn others into. Because she could manipulate yeah. their. Yeah. Correct? Yes. Right. I don't know. It's definitely interesting. And I'm hoping we learn more about this at some point. But it's definitely interesting that she's able to just walk into this room and touch her and all of a sudden things calm down. The, the the room returns to normal temperature. The girl who's on the table, she relaxes. 
things aren't that bad now. And uh, then we get a really weird scene where the chief, he's given a really stern talking to to Gar about bringing this girl into the house, bringing somebody from the outside. You're putting everybody here at risk. Um, if they discover, they're all going to be locked away. They can't go everywhere like you can. What's wrong with you? You're incredibly selfish and never disobey me again. Like, he gets real intense about this. And then all of a sudden, he just, like, backs off and apologizes for being as stern as he was. And I'm like, this is a massive, like, this is, this is just, this is just manipulation on a whole nother level from, 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 from one person to another. This is wild the way that he just completely flipped. Like one minute he's oh, really angry and never disobey me again. And the next minute, I'm so sorry I had to be stern with you. Like, what? Okay. All right, guy. Okay, guy. You're, you're, okay. This is, this is insane. This is insane. Yeah. Then he goes on. He starts asking about Rachel. She she can heal people. What else can she do? All of a sudden, he's all about this. And just everything that was just said before about him bringing people out the window. But Rachel, what what what's the deal with her? Right. Let's uh let's get back to Dick. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Dick and Corey. They paid this hunter a visit. They find out where he was and where he lives. Things don't go great for uh, for this hunter guy. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to answer any questions because I've already talked to the cops. So basically, piss off. Dick forces his way into the house, asks him about Rachel, doesn't really get any answers, and then pounds his face over and over and over again. It is brutal. It is so, uh, just out of nowhere. Absolutely out of why nowhere. Did, why? And why does he stop? Well, because Corey tells him to stop. <laughs> but I'm just because his son, because well, the guy's yeah, son the guy, is entering into the room. The guy's son is coming into the room, but Corey's the one who's like, "Dick, stop!" And Dick, you know, notices his son. Oh my god! And Dick, you know, bails. But just if. Just the fact that he busted into this a cop, he's a cop, he's a cop, busted into this guy's house after he was told to leave, and then beats him bloody. Beats him Big time. absolutely bloody. Oh, it's 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 rough. It's hard to watch, especially with a kid in the corner. Like, oh my god. He grabs his son, holding his son. He's like, F you. Yeah. You know, it's 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 rough. It's it's, it's rough really rough. I will say this: the only problem that I have with this scene is the amount of times that Dick punched this guy in the face. And this guy barely has a bloody nose. Like his face, he's just he's still fine. He's he's perfectly fine. No bruising. Not a whole lot of blood was going on. He was he was okay to get up. Yeah, he's gonna be fine the next morning. There's not gonna be a problem. You know, Dick's hand is like loaded with blood. Like I don't know if it's his own blood from just like his knuckles tearing or if it's the dude's face. Like I I don't know. It doesn't matter. Dick gets up. He's angry. He takes off. He didn't get any answers. But the hunter does tell Corey, listen, I saw her out there in the woods. There's a mansion out there. It's boarded up. I, I, there's nothing else really out there. Go ahead. And then Corey gives him some money. And, of course, the guy snatches the money out of her hand, and that's the end of that. Unreal. Unreal. It's fantastic. Real. You know what makes It's ma- fantastic. It's, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> it's absolutely amazing. What makes it even better, what makes it even better is... 
when they're on their way, and I'm skipping a small part, when they're on their way to said mansion, the two of them, Corey and, and Dick, they're in the car and they're having a conversation about, listen, unless you get this out of you, you're going to explode one day. You're not going to be able to get through very much alone. You're going to need other people around you. You might want to do something about this. And Dick's just like, ah, well, I've had a lot go on in my past and blah, 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 blah. I love that there's not one mention or hint of Bruce. Yep. Nothing. Nothing was said. Nothing was uttered about that. It was all about Dick in that moment. It was all about Corey trying to, you know, reach out to him in some type of way. This is why in the past three episodes, there has been a lot of heavy handedness on Bruce's out there. In a scene like this, where it's just the two of them in that car and they're having that conversation, not a mention, not a word, not a hint, nothing about Batman, nothing about Bruce, nothing about Gotham. And it made this scene so much more impactful for me. I agree. Wonderful. I, I agree. Wonderful. <clears throat> Anyways, we get back to the mansion. And uh, yeah, Cliff gives Raven the rundown of who they are and what they're doing there. Cliff, I'm sorry. The chief gives it's basically this is where I got the line from. It's an incubation chamber for experiments. I'm leaving right then and there. You're doing what to me and who else? Yeah, I'm done. I'm Bye. done. See you. Incubation chamber for experiments. Have a good one. I'm, I'll see you later. See you later. Goodbye, everybody. Don't touch me. I'm I'm walking out the front door. We're done. So we find out that Rita was exposed to some kind of chemical gas that left her cells unstable, and then she was institutionalized for decades. Larry was a pilot, and there was a massive kaboom, and that's how he ended up how he was. We already know about Gar. He was attacked by some kind of rare primate that gave him some rare disease. Okay, a rare primate. I have no idea what he means by that. <laughs> I have no The other ones I get. You're a pilot and you go boom. Yeah, fine. I get that. You're you're exposed to chemical gases. I get that, especially like back in the 40s and 50s when we were incredibly irresponsible with that kind of thing. Attacked by a rare primate? Kind of want to know what the primate is. Anyways, well, well, Transformers: Rise of the Beast oh, is yeah, coming yeah. out. There we soon. go. Yeah, because <laughs> I care about Transformers. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be no. honest. The new Transformers movies is is movie is not a Michael Bay movie. Really, he, is, he has nothing to do with it. And we just saw a new preview for it, and it looks pretty cool. Really, not gonna lie, it looks really cool. Maybe I'll check I, it out then. Maybe I'll I check haven't it out. watched. Well, I, I watched the first, um, the fourth one, the first one with Michael, with uh, Michael, with um, what's his name? Oh, what is his I name? No- I, I- Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Okay. I watched the first one with him, and I noped out really hard, <laughs> and I was just done. Mark Wahlberg is not in this one. It is not a Michael Bay film. And it looks insane. I might have to check it, it looks out. Insane. I might. I might check, it out. I might check it out. So I never got into Transformers when I was a kid. I think that's one of those things that like you had to grown up with it to appreciate it now. Like one of those. Right. Well, the first three were really, really good. I liked the first three. Okay. Action wise. Okay. They were good action wise. What I do appreciate with Michael Bay when he did that, whenever he introduced the U.S. military. He actually uses the U.S. military for those scenes. Okay, I I appreciate that because he's 
It's not that we're training people to act like the U.S. military. Nope. It's the actual U.S. military. That's fantastic. With a few act with a few actors involved. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> however, like he overdoes like the three hundred and sixty degree shots, um, often. Yes. Um, and unlike the island, <laughs> the island was just bad. It was just bad. <laughs> it was just bad. Like. These storylines actually connect, but he had a story to to follow. The script for Transformers was basically handwritten for him already. All he had to do was to the production for it, which is why it worked for him. Okay, I get. That. I think that I think that's why. Like Peter Jackson, not really known except for Lord of the Rings. No, why? The script was written for him. He's just a good cinematographer. He knows how to make it look good. But you have them write their own stories, not so much. No, you're you're right. And what makes I mean, it can't if you're reading Lord of the Rings by Tolkien, like it, you can't be that difficult to screw up. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go by what the pages tell me to do. It it can't be that exactly. much. I understand that. I appreciate that. I do. I do appreciate things like that. And that's you know what, I crap on Michael Bay a lot for his overuse of 360 shots and for everything needing to blow up <laughs> and for and for pretty which pe- is why and for pretty people in his movie remaining pretty e- even though they just got exploded <laughs> like like it doesn't it doesn't make a whole that lot of sense does happen in this but but if that does happen in this pretty people are pretty but transformers with everything blowing up it's a movie that everything should be blowing up of course of course but what i was going to the say- island not so much. Like when they fell off of that sign in the on the building. No, you, you, they should have. They should have been dead. Ewan McGregor doesn't have a hair out of place. They should have both been dead. Yes, absolutely. Post. Absolutely. All right. So Beast Boy explains that you know his whole thing is. The, uh, the mad scientist over here thinks that he can basically change into whatever he wants, but the reason why he's turning into a tiger is it might be psychological. Obviously leaving breadcrumbs that he's going to turn into something else other than just a tiger, which it would be pretty cool to see him morph into other animals. I think that'll be awesome. Which he does down the road. Yeah. I don't see. I don't know anything about Beast Boy, so. I, um, yeah, he it, it's lost. Turns into me. other mammals. Beasts. Beasts. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Great. Doc says he can help Raven. She is not alone. I can help you. I help these people, even though it looks hopeless. Trust me, I can help you. Really selling this. What does he do? He straps her to a table. He brings her to the incubation (laughs) testing station. He brings her to his lab and straps her to a table. Okay, we 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 just watched her get locked into a room, and she blew the place up. This isn't gonna end well. I didn't have to. I didn't have to watch the rest of the episode to know this is gonna go really, really wrong. I just watched her blow up a convent. So, okay, guy, you do what you need. This was awesome. Though. This was fantastic. But here's the funny thing, though, is it, <clears throat> I'm watching it and I'm going, okay. So let's just let's just take thirty seconds real quick. Okay, everybody listening, just take thirty seconds. Stop what you're doing. 
imagine the scenery. You're around all these people who have similar, you know, they're special just like you. You have all these questions about what's going on in your life. You just had a conversation with this guy and you healed the girl who he's talking about, but you just had this conversation with this dude about how he is here to help people and he has an incubation lab where he does tests on people to help them do whatever. Yep. It kind of freaks you out. A little bit. It kind of freaks you out. A little bit. So a little bit. Now now imagine you're, you're, you're sitting with this guy having this conversation still. Then he goes, basically, now it's your turn. Yeah. And I want to help you. Yep. Let's go into said incubation lab where I can now proceed to do tests on you. What would your reaction be? Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> have, a, have a good one. Goodbye. Have a good one. Goodbye. Like this girl must be messed up, broken. Like she is desperate for answers that she'll do whatever. I almost, I almost <laughs> hate that we don't see her going in to the lab and we don't see her get on the table and we don't see her get strapped down because I really would love to know what her reaction was to that site. Like, that's the table, those are the straps, and you want me to do what? I wanted that scene because it's absolutely like, ridiculous. Wasn't there a girl just on that table? Yes. There was just, and you touched on it. You touched on it. He did not help her. Raven did. Raven's the one that helped her. Not the scientist. <laughs> not at all. Raven helped her. All the scientists did was pump her full of this wonderful magical drug. That's... <laughs> Okay, okay. Stretch. Might be a stretch. Just thought of this. Follow me for a second. Okay. Super comic book trope. Okay. Big time. Mm -hmm. We don't know enough about Raven or Rachel's upbringing, but there is this serum that's been being worked on that does all these crazy things like heal people, like change people, like do all these things. Mm -hmm. I am willing to bet we watch far enough in and they track it back. I could be completely wrong. He is the focal point because it's a serum derived from her blood from when she was younger. That's possible. As when they were testing her in the beginning. That's entirely possible. That's entirely possible. Because, like... I'm wondering. I like that. I like that. If not her, somebody else. But I do like the idea that this serum was synthesized from some... Omega level superhuman's blood. Like I like that idea. Like hers. Like hers. <clears throat> it would make right. it would make sense for her of why she's being hunted by we don't know exactly who yet. Why this 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 this, this this convent of nuns wants to wanted to lock her up. This mad scientist clearly knows more than what he's letting on. Like he of has course. he has some idea of this like he's not stupid so it would it makes complete sense why like everybody that she's met with the exception of dick and Corey, wants to like stifle her it makes it 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 makes a lot of sense i get it i'm just one i'm just wondering i'm just wondering 
There has to be variations of the serum. It can't just be a one-size-fits-all. Because we watched the nuclear family shoot up and they're superhuman. We watched Hank shoot up and it was either being used as some type of steroid or some type of painkiller to like soothe him or calm him down or whatever it was. Because Or the healing or the, or the healing, healing aspect. The healing that she aspect. Has. Yeah. The healing aspect yeah. that she has. I yes. Yes. But she has all of these she has a, a portion of all these attributes and Yeah. 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 They could just be deriving different aspects of the serum from her. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that if that was the case. Yes. I would too. Because one of my favorite one of my favorite storylines from X-Men is well, one of my favorite quote unquote villains from X-Men are the Sentinels. And the fact that the Sentinels are eventually evolve into something that's basically taken from Mystique. I love that trope. I don't think it's overly tropey, but I I love that trope. And if they do something like that here, it makes all the sense in the world. It, it makes it makes more sense than just some lunatic in a lab experimenting with potions and everything. And oh, look what I created! Well, this wonderful serum. No, right. it has to come from somewhere. I agree with this. It has to yep. come from somewhere. And for it to be from her, that would make a lot of sense. Everybody's after her for a particular reason. We don't really know what. All of a sudden, I get it. I'm on board with you. Yes. I don't think it's a stretch. I don't think it's that much of a stretch at all. I like this theory of yours. Cool. I really like this theory of yours. So anyways, she is strapped to this table. And immediately, he tells Beast Boy to get his bag. Beast Boy is feeling a little bit reluctant about this, but eventually he does it because he's just he's doing what he's told to do. And out come the vials, out comes the serum. This mad scientist is getting ready to shoot Raven up with we don't know what. She almost immediately when she sees the needle changes her mind. No, let me go. I don't want to do this anymore. She's freaking out. Beast Boy, coming to her rescue, tries to untie her. This mad scientist is like, sit back down, leave this room. Beast Boy gets all up in this guy's face about it. What are you going to do? I'm not. It's it's fantastic. The flip of this character, like, like from like, mm. I love in the last episode how when they first meet, they immediately have this connection. It's built upon up until this point, And now we have Beast Boy trying to save Raven's life. Like, it makes all the sense in the world. I love this. And I love that. They're not shy about making this, making the chief, making this doctor the villain right now because he's very much right. acting like, I love it. It's not yep. shy about this at all. But then, while Beast Boy is trying to unstrap Raven, the doc shoots him with some type of sedative or some type of trank, whatever, and down he goes. It's, it's over for him. And that's when Raven gets really mad. You hurt my friend. We see the same black, gloop sludge fly out of her mouth that we saw in the pilot episode when she took out that cop. It grabs onto this doctor, tosses him around this room like a rag doll, and then throws him into a wall and he falls to the ground unmoving. It was awesome. Just thunk and done. It's over. It was amazing. The visual of this is awesome. While all this it was the way it was shot was fantastic. It was. It was fantastic. It looked up. amazing. It was, 
It was amazing. So the visuals of the show are fantastic. And to go on what you said in the last the last uh, episode that we did, it it just it makes me even more angry that we got the ridiculous smoke fire thing when that convent exploded. Because then the next episode we get an amazing visual like this, and it's like, why couldn't this be like the staple all the way through? Like if you can't exactly. pull off if you can't pull off a visual effect, don't do it at all. Find another way to accomplish what you're trying to do. No, they they wanted the smoke and the fire. It looked ridiculous, but then we get here, and this just looked amazing. I should also note that while all this craziness is going on with Rachel being tied down and strapped to this girl, this 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 operating table, Dick and Corey arrive. They get into the house. The lights are flickering on and off. You get Rita, who tells them to get out. The lights flicker, and she's blobish. Not full-on blob, but blob-ish, screaming, get out. She's not threatening at all. She just, she's just really gross-looking. And you get the visual of Cyborg, not Cyborg, I'm sorry, Cliff coming out of nowhere. The lights are flickering. They're all wondering what's going on. And Dick goes down to the operating room and sees Raven. And this, the black sludge is swirling around the room. And Raven is standing in front of what I can only assume is a portal that has been opened. Yep. I have no idea about where, this. why, what, what why is there a portal? Anything. How did you open a portal? Where does the portal go? You, what universe are we in? Like, what is happening? I want it. Are you going to go through it? Is somebody going to go through this portal? Like, I want somebody to go through this portal. I want to know what's on the other side. Like, yes, exactly. please do this. Absolutely. Uh, I just. Yes. Now, yeah. Yep. This um, I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, because I've 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 had a problem with it from the first episode and 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 up till now. Um, this this problem that's happening. This this Raven Rachel character who's now opening portals. It it seems like a job that's a bit too big for Robin. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. This is not this. This is outside of his wheelhouse. <laughs> like this does not seem like something that he's going to be able to get a to get a to get a grasp on. Like this is, yeah. Man of Steel. Kinda. Yeah. It's the, I felt oh, the same. Way. I can't. I can't envision if she. Okay. If she loses it, like if she goes full on batch crazy and loses it. What what is Robin? What is Robin gonna do? What, what can Batman he possibly do? do? Exactly. What would Batman nothing. be able to do? Absolutely nothing. That's, that's the thing, though, is even if you watch the cartoons, Batman and Superman do show up randomly. Yes. Periodically. Yes. Not a lot. No. But they do show up. My thought. My thoughts exactly. My thoughts exactly. So we're we're, love, both, we're both on the same page would, with this. I I don't I don't want them to. Neither do but I. There is I don't want them to, but I have an expectation that they will. Only because of this. Only because well, of this. If oh yeah. I oh yeah. Scenario I, that no that no man in his right mind, not even these guys can handle. None like, of them. None of them. They're, they're, it's toast. It's over. It's absolutely over. If she gets really angry and just I'm done and loses it on everybody around her you have you have to bring in the heavy you have to bring in the heavy hitter 
And right now, the heavy hitter inside of the DC universe is Superman. I'm just going to say it. It, it, it. Like, what else would you do? What else I think the heavy hitter inside. Uh, so here's the question. If you took the heavy hitter of Superman and put him against Marvel, there's not many in the Marvel universe that could take him on. Captain Marvel. I think he's still stronger. This is objective. <laughs> this is this is like arguing who's faster, uh, Superman or the Flash. Like it's Flash it's, is faster. Yes, but it's it's still it's still subjective. Like Superman can adapt to any environment. Like that's the that's and I know you I know you're a big fan. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Superman. He's way too powerful. He's way too much of a heavy. He can adapt to almost any any environment, and he's going to come out victorious. But I mean, if you're matching him up against like a Marvel character, it would probably be Captain Marvel, and I think he, w- I think she would be able to put up a really decent fight. But she lost to Thanos. No, how? When? In Endgame. No, I don't. He put the he took the stone and just she de- he destroyed the van the with her stone the. St- don't defeated Captain Marvel. That's true. I'm not. That was a good I'm thing getting, when she when he's punching her and then he just she just stops. Yeah. And that was that was the exact same scene in Batman v Superman when Batman is beating on Superman because he had kryptonite and all of a sudden Superman just came back to full the, the, Superman. The kryptonite war. He off. just. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what happened with Thanos and Captain Marvel. Like the like the exact same thing right. scene. But here, here, when this when this ends and that portal is open and the black sludge is swirling around and Raven is just standing there, black eyed, like getting ready to wreck house. I'm like, what is Robin going to do? You can that all of Wayne's toys in the world are not going to be enough to save you. They're not. If she decides to, that she wants to end you, you're it's over. You're done. That's that's why they, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the show is hedging its bets. If we want to bring in the heavy hitters, we have an excuse to. That's what that's kind of what I feel like that. There's there's a valid excuse on the table now to bring in a heavy hitter like Superman. Right. I don't want to see it though. <laughs> Neither do I. So I'm expecting it though. So am I. But here's so the thing I. though, is what I what I what I saw here was X Men three. And Wolverine trying to save Phoenix. <laughs> Dr. Gray, you know. Yeah. What, what is, how does he save well, see, her? See, here's, here's a problem with this, this analogy. Wolverine can heal. If, if Dick Grayson gets shot, the bullet isn't He's going done. to squeeze out of his brain. <laughs> it's over. It's over. If, if. That black sludge. So true. That black sludge grabs a hold of Robin. It's over. Oh, he's done. It's he's done. All over. That's why. Like, yeah, but you, but you, you know, but you, but they, but they, you have to. Th- what they say though, it's the same thing with 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 Neo and and and, and Trinity is love conquers all, even if it's like a brotherly love or a fatherly love. This is you know. This is love. I. Y- 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 well, I I was wrong 
You aren't alone. Listen, I'm here for you. This was... I, I love this. I love that he's still being truthful, that he's connecting with the truth that, hey, we do need each other. He's so lucky this Super. worked. He's so lucky this worked. <laughs> Super on the nose. Very, very. Super cliche and tropey. He's like through and through. Like there's no other way except for the connection. And he and she's like, he goes down and he grabs her. I was wrong. You're not alone. I'm not going to leave you. Promise I'm not going to leave you. And she's going on about, you need to get away from me. You need you need to leave. You need to get away from me. I'm dangerous. What are you doing? He's not hearing it. Grabs her, pulls her in for a hug, and she settles down. He's so lucky this worked. He is so, he's an idiot. He is so stupid for doing this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he what is so, thinking? he is so stupid for, listen, I get it. I get it. You want to you wanna save the kid. You want to be there for the girl. I understand that. I understand that there's a connection here. I'm sorry, though. I don't care how much I love you. Black sludge is swirling around that came out of your body, and now you were standing in front of a portal. This is... Your eyes are black over. <laughs> You're freaking out. I want nothing to do with you right now. <laughs> I'm... I'm... I can't believe I'm going to say it. I'm picking up the phone... And hitting the button, I need help. We got a problem. Like this is where you do it. Like <laughs> this is the perfect scene for the bat yes, phone. <laughs> this is the perfect scene for him to make a phone call and be like, "Listen, I bit off way more than I can chew. This little girl's gonna kill me. I need help." <laughs> like this is this is so he's so stupid. He's so stupid for doing this. I don't care. I know it's cold and heartless of me to just you know leave the girl there to do what she's doing. Guess what? Something tells me that if he did just turn around and leave, like, all right, we're out of here. Something tells me she's going to be just fine. I don't think she needs help from anybody. I think she's got it covered. I think she's fine, but I think yes. the rest of the world is. Oh, I think, toast. <laughs> I can't wait to see the scenario that pisses her off enough to this open up again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he. Ooh. Thought, thought, she gets pissed off enough to open the portal up again. That's where her father comes from. Oh, yeah, obviously. Her father comes out of the portal. Yeah. That would be, yes. Okay, perfect. Well, I figured that. Perfect. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be absolutely incredible. So we're wrapping this up now. They, she closes, the portal closes. The black sludge dissipates, and then they're all outside saying their goodbyes. And Cliff, Barry, Larry, whatever his Larry, and Rita <clears throat> all looking, basically look at Beast Boy and say, listen, go off and have a life. Get away from us. This is not a place where you need to be. They're, they're worried about the chief. Listen, his back is broke. We're going to stay here and take care of him. He took care of us. So this is what we got to do now. And that's basically the way the show ends. And Beast Boy is getting into Bruce Wayne's Porsche with, uh, yeah, with, with, with Robin and Corey and Raven. And now Beast Boy has joined the team. And that is how we end this episode. All in all, I love this episode. I think it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, I love everything about it, especially the little, the little, um, 
the breadcrumbs of character development on on Dick's part. I love that it was built on between him and Corey, and nothing else was really mentioned or alluded to. I love that. I love the whole mystery behind Raven, with the, the the black sludge and what she is. I love everything about what this chief, what this mad scientist doctor potentially knows about what's going on with the situation because he knows something. And even when we see him sitting in the wheelchair and he's looking out the window, like you can tell he's ominously thinking about something. We just don't know what it is yet. I think that's awesome. And even even just just opening up a portal, you opened a portal. This is way too, way too much for Robin to handle. It's just, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a lot. It's a lot. All in all, though, this episode was fantastic through and through. Two Loved it. really good episodes of television that you and I got to talk about tonight. This is awesome. Loved it. Great. Theory. Okay. Her father is dark side. <sighs> okay. So. Theory. To stretch. <clears throat> that would be. That would be a lot. If her father is dark side, that would be a lot. Um, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no at all. I think eventually. I think eventually if Raven gets to the point where she's pissed off enough and she starts to lose her mind, I I fully see that happening. Like I said before, it's going to be way too much for Robin or even Corey to handle. They're not going to be able to contain this. You're going to have to bring in a heavy hitter. I don't know who that is. I don't know if it's Man of Steel. I don't know if it's going to be Batman. I don't know what that's going to look like. But eventually, you're going to have to do something, even if it is a one-off. One scene where the heavy hitter comes in, settles everything, and then gone. I'm fine with that. If they write Darkseid into this as her father, then all bets are off. It, it's, it's, if they did that, all bets are off. And then it's, it's almost like it would no longer be Titans. And the show would no longer be centered around these four characters that we've gotten to know over the past four episodes. Then it becomes, oh, Superman's here the kids need to go away while while the adult handles everything. Right. It's possible. I agree. It's possible, though. I'm not going to say it's not. It's possible. And I don't want to look ahead and say, oh, yeah. who's the bad guy? No, absolutely not. I'm not doing that either. Ugh. I kind of want the bad guy. I don't, you know what I want? I don't want there to be a face to the bad guy. I want the bad guy to be like a shady organization that's like mass producing these vials of medicine for like, you know, a crooked profit or whatever. Like, that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm probably not going to get that wish because it would be, you know, but like there has to be like something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like Lex. Lex is making millions off of this serum. Oh, of course. <laughs> I can fully see that. Yeah. I can fully see yeah, that. Yeah, I could too. see I could see that. I could see that. So there is that. So I'm actually looking up stuff on Dark Side right now. And there's a comparison of Dark Side versus Thanos. 
Of course. Dark side would demolish Thanos. Of course he would. And then there's and they're going down which Avenger can defeat not a single Avenger could take a how so when they did Justice League and they brought in Darkseid, they dumbed down this character. Of course. Of course. Like, I, yeah. They 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 do that. Well, Marvel, DC, it doesn't matter. They do that with a lot of villains. They have to, you know, dumb them down from the comic books because the good guy has to win. The good guy has to prevail. The good guy always has to look strong. That would. That's why Infinity War... I like Infinity War more than I liked Endgame because Does he win? Because Thanos wasn't playing around. Thanos right. Thanos did not care. He was not playing around. There were no games there, and he just very easily handled everybody. Absolutely. Of course. That's why Infinity War is an awesome movie. But then when you get to Endgame, it's like, okay, we have to end the series on a really positive note. So the good guys are gonna win now. Absolutely. The way that the way that Dark Side should have been handled. In that movie, ah, should have been so much better. It should have been so much better. And it should have been more of a one-on-one Superman dark side. It shouldn't have been the whole ensemble. There's zero reason why Batman needed to be involved in that fight. (laughs) No reason at all. Way above Batman's pay grade. I'm just saying that. Wait, not. No, absolutely not. But it Dark side would have thrashed on Batman. <laughs> like not even difficult. Not even a little bit. Sure. Sure. It's ridiculous. Like you think you and your suit and your Batmobile is going to be able to fight off Dark side? Nope. Nobody nope no nope. quick. Real quick. I'm going to make nope. real quick work of you. But we are They're even saying that Thanos they're even saying that Thanos with the stones still couldn't defeat Darkseid. I believe it. I believe it. I abs- I believe it. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. They didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But on that note, well, we're gonna being said. Yeah, we're gonna wrap everything up and get out of here. Thank you all for joining us on this one and we'll see you next week. Yes, enjoy, enjoy guys. Have a great one. Bye bye everybody.